Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Friends, I hope you're all well. Um, I'm coming to you. I'm on day seven of an illness, COVID-19, and I just wanted to speak to you today about what that feels like, what's going on in my brain, so that if you have it, you don't feel so alone. If you know someone else who has it, you can help them. And just really understanding what the psychology of having it looks like and how it feels. So I'm so happy to chat with you. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for all of your kind wishes and goodness and just support over this last, you know, Chris had it and I had it and now we're taking the boys. Um, so really understanding what it looks like in our family. Um, and, and I want to talk about three things. Um, really my experience to let you know that you're not alone um, to what happens in your brain um, when you have a diagnosis. And this isn't just COVID. Um, I had the same thing happen when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune condition. So it really doesn't matter what um, is coming up for you um, or even if it's a medical diagnosis or something else happening in your life. Uh, you, your brain does these things. Um, I also often look at it through the lens of cognitive distortions, and we'll talk about that. Um, and then what I, what I know for sure right now, what is, was it that Oprah um, uh, in her magazine, what I, what I know for sure, or I, I can't remember, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about that as well. Okay, so here we go. Um, I want to share with you what my progression looked like um, and, and to know, like, we don't know where we got coronavirus. We didn't have one person that came into our house or that we were around. So it was community spread and it was fascinating. Um, we've done everything right. I say that oftentimes I um, am really good at fortune telling. And I say this sarcastically. Obviously, that's a cognitive distortion, right? And so I like to decide that I'm going to control everything, not for something not to happen, right? So we stayed at home. Chris, you know, had N95 masks, which I wear around my kids right now. We did everything to try to help us um, not get COVID, right? We didn't resume summer activities. I didn't meet friends. At the very end, I, I met like four people. So I was doing everything that people were saying to do, right? And on top of this, I did a lot of work to manage my ownership of my choices. So to say like, this is what I choose. It's, you don't have to choose it, um, but this is what I'm choosing. The other thing that happened during this time is I had a lot of, of fears, <clears throat> a lot of fears about what this would do if I got coronavirus, would it cause another MS episode? So not only was it, could coronavirus kill me and I'd end up in the hospital and 
you know, not be able to say goodbye to my family members because that's what you read about in the news. But it was also another. And we all have that regardless of whether it's coronavirus. Our brains do things to us. Our brains give us information that doesn't help us. And that's what I want to really talk to you about is the way that our brains trick us into this fear-based thinking, which is, sweet friends, the hardest part because these fears are not um, made up. You turn, I could not look at the news or CNN and, and not see like this is, could be catastrophic. In Wichita, where I live, they are out of COVID beds. I, I knew someone who just recently went to the hospital and waited for a bed. And so this is really happening. And you don't know when you get it, how your body will respond. And you read news that another young person has passed away from it. So your brain is just all fear all the time. And, and that primitive brain is designed. It's doing its job, right? We can't fault it for saying, this is scary. You should be scared. You should be extra sensitive to the sensations in your body because, right? Blood clots are real. And so you start experiencing that fear. And here's what I know. If we do not manage our minds, the fear overtakes us. And I also want you to hear this. There's nothing has gone wrong. If you've start, started going down the rabbit hole of fear, I was right there with you. And at night, when your fever is high, and we know that when we have physical experiences, our emotional baseline gets so much, uh, it, it gets, you know, we're just activated even more. And so things that normally wouldn't trigger us or cause fear in us seem to cause more fear in those moments. So in the evening, and I was alone because Chris and I were sleep, sleep, sleeping separately. Um, my brain was just overrun with, with scary thoughts. And so I'm going to take a break right now and I'm going to come back. You guys know I do it in one take and I can stop recording and come back. I'm going to catch my breath really quickly. Just that's, that's the joy of this is that I can stop recording, sit down, lay down, and come back to it. Um, I'm also super grateful. Uh, well, for so many things, which I'm going to talk about, but also that my office is now on the floor that we have our bedrooms on instead of the third floor. There's no, I mean, just getting up to the second floor is challenging enough, but I am going to go back to it. Fear does amazing things to our brains. And even if we don't have COVID, our fears about the other person that has COVID, I know that when I said I was diagnosed, you know, like I have COVID, my dear family just were overcome with fears for me. And so you will have fears about someone's diagnosis. Let's say someone you love deeply is diagnosed with cancer. Here's the deal. That, that person is deeply afraid. The people around them, it is our 
biological response. We're just afraid. And so I just want you to acknowledge the fear. Here's often what we do is like, we're like, oh no, I'm not afraid. And I will fight to the death. And, and here's what that resistance does in our bodies. If we say, I am, I am, like if we resist our emotions, they persist. Thank you, Freud and Carl Jung, right? And so I just want to offer to you that you can name how you're feeling right now. And that's okay. I think um, for me being a professional, I often want to come across as super, I mean, let's be clear here. I dropped that act a long time ago, but you know, it's hard to say like, I have all of these fears when I'm helping others. But I think the best thing we can do is be honest and say like, nope, I, I'm feeling this way and it's okay. It's just fine. So I offer that to you as a way to say like, we have to name it first and we can't pretend that we're unafraid. Now we can do the work to have worry times. You guys know I love that. I would spend time. If I didn't feel like writing, I would think about it or, or record it in my phone, especially when I was first diagnosed um, with the MS. And, and then I would say, okay, I'm gonna put that on hold for right now. And I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna manage my brain on the other side, but I still had fears, but I didn't allow them to swirl. Here's another thing that happens when we have COVID or when um, anything happens in our lives. We have play the shame, no, the blame shame game. And that has to come from somewhere. I can't remember where that comes from now. Um, you guys know I loved to think I came up with things, but it's really not me. But anyway, um, I um, wanted to blame Chris because he was the first one diagnosed. How is that helpful? I wanted to blame others not wearing masks. How is that helpful? I wanted to blame myself for not being safe. How is that serving me? And then on the other side, I felt shame, right? Shame that um, I got this, shame that I wasn't better, shame that like, why would this happen to me? Am I flawed? Am I bad? Am I wrong? And that really, that was less um, with the COVID and more with the other diagnosis that I experienced in my life. So I just offer this to you to know that this is going to happen, that your brain wants to blame someone else. We don't want to take ownership of our situation. We don't want to take, because it's no one's fault. It wasn't my fault. I got MS or COVID or you got cancer or that other person has rheumatoid. It's no one's fault. It's not God's fault either. So often... Um, my child said to me, like, how could God let this happen? And I was so, I mean, we had, we lost a family member um, who had lupus. And that was so clear to us is that our, our, um, our child was so deeply hurt by, by God. And we had to have real conversations about what, what this world looks like. 
I will share with you at a later date those experiences in case you ever need to have those conversations. And I had some dear friends um, help counsel me and coach me through those conversations um, as well. But um, I just, when we think about what happens in our brain as well, we, we have a lot of guilt. Guilt that we might get others sick, guilt that we're letting our families down. Um, I know um, that when I was really sick, um, you guys know um, with MS and I couldn't do anything. I mean, I couldn't walk without a walker and I had a lot of guilt that I wasn't the mom my kids need. So I ask you this, like, does your worthiness come from acts? Or does it come from who you are? And I'm so grateful this time around to have dropped that, that story that I am only worthy if I am doing things for other people. Now I do have guilt and I shared this um, in the Courageous Life Society because this month we are talking about um, how to declutter our thoughts and our emotions and the action we take. And we have this four-step process. And it's very fascinating in that um, I, I had guilt that I was letting my clients down um, and, and it wasn't serving me. It did show though, what was really good is that I care deeply about those that I, I serve and those that I love. I love all of my clients, I do. And I, like, I feel so connected. Um, and so grateful and so in awe of them. And, and then I had to decide, is this what I want to think? I'm letting everybody down. Is it what you want to think right now? And it wasn't. And in fact, that added to my stress. And I know for me, stress cre creates more illness symptoms in my life. And so it doesn't, it, or um, it, it, it doesn't create an environment in my body to support my health. And so I decided to let that thought go. I decluttered it, right? And so on the other side of that, um, I decided to trust myself and my healing process. And that I would come back like today when I could. I could put lots of concealer on and wear lots of makeup and look healthy and talk to you all. So um, that is what I decide because we can manage our brains. We can't change our circumstance. My dear client, my dear mentor, Dr. Daniel Bernstein said to me like, you can't change what has happened to you or what is happening to you, but you can change how you respond to it or how you will respond to it. And so in this moment, I choose a different way of acting, of reacting to this diagnosis. Because being angry, being blaming others, shaming myself, feeling guilt is not serving me. So what do you want to let go of, sweet friends? Okay. I have so much more to say to that, but that's about, <laughs> that's about all. And here's what I know. People 
are incredibly kind and incredibly generous and incredibly supportive. It just makes me want to cry. Um, people would deliver masks and sprays and things for my kids to do and meals. And I, this is now, and this was when I was diagnosed with MS. It was incredible. Tea showed up on my porch. There were texts, there were boxers, there were um, prayers. It was incredible to me, the level of kindness and goodness. People are so kind and you have to accept and ask for support during these moments, during these times, okay? So you just ask. And that can be the people around you. That can be your idea of the divine. You ask and you don't, cannot be afraid. You know, I often, there was some controversy in my family, I'm gonna be honest, about sharing that I had COVID. And so much of my life is lived um, honestly and openly. And I didn't feel like I could keep this a secret. And I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to keep it a secret, but I understand um, other, other areas and other reasons behind it. And I know that the more support and love and prayers, the better we all are not just us. And that comes from, we want, we are made for connection with others. And so, and so when someone we love is, is hurting or received a diagnosis or, or is going through a divorce, we want to take action to help them. So allowing that process, prayer, Writing our thoughts helps our fears, helps our brain, helps us manage my brain. And that's my second recommendation is that you need to stay on top of what is happening in your brain. You need to know, you need to name all the thoughts, all the emotions, all, all the actions you're taking that you're doing because of the fear, because of the blame, because of the shame. And you need to own those. And I'm going to pause. Back. Okay, so just understanding that we're going to understand what's going on in our brain and we're not going to deny it. The more we resist it, the harder we make it for ourselves. Instead of just saying, like, I'm not going to feel this way or like ignoring it, distracting from it. Just saying like, yeah, I'm afraid friends. I'm afraid husband, I'm afraid person I care about for you, for me. And we know that the more we accept, the better we feel. That we accept, you know, of course, I am deeply influenced by acceptance and commitment therapy. And so when we accept our, our emotional state, the better it becomes for us because we're not fighting against the reality of the situation. And so the more work you can do to just get it out of your head, all the fears, and you might not, I did not feel like it for five days. I, I couldn't. 
just a blob, right? I couldn't move, but you can get out how you're feeling instead of letting it swirl around and hurt you. And finally, the thing, other thing I want you to talk about, I want to talk about, or you to talk about with someone else, is that you are stronger than you can ever imagine. Doesn't matter if you have a mild case of COVID or that you've been told that you've lost your job because you will make it through. You will get through this, sweet friend. Even if it's not fair, even if there's no reason why, even if it doesn't make sense. You know, I often, I love to control the situation, right? Um, and oftentimes we worry about things that we don't even see coming. And I want to offer this to you that it is no one's fault. It's not God's fault. It's not your fault. It's not your husband's fault. It's not your kid's fault. The only thing that we can have control of is how we think and how we feel and how we act. And so when we are given a diagnosis, you are, you are told you have COVID and you're really sick or someone you care about is told that they have MS. The thing that we can do is love and accept and not force. So often in this experience, I wanted to feel like on day four, I was like, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to wash my hair. Then I'm going to feel better. I, I sometimes have this beautiful optimism about me. Right? But then it clashes with reality. And I am devastated when I'm not better on day four, like I had decided in my brain I would be. I often hear the mind over matter, and sometimes we have to work with our bodies. We have to accept, you know, I wanted this to go quickly. I wanted to feel better now. But that comes from embracing all of us and accepting and, and, and acknowledging who we are in the process. If you've been diagnosed with COVID, if someone you love has been diagnosed with something, please listen to me. You will change and grow as a result of all that you're going through. What is it? Grow through what you go through. And I know each and every one of us will be a different person on the other side of this pandemic than what we were before. So let it be positive. Let yourself grow and learn and develop and learn more about your brain in this process. I love you all so much. I can't tell you how grateful I am for each and every one of you. And I mean this. If you are struggling right now, please email me, hello at jessicastong.com. I can't promise you that I will get back to you in 24 hours, 
But what I will do is get back to you. Okay, um, if you have any questions, please email me. If you need support, please email me. You also know that um, I, I post um, in stories. You can keep up with my story in Instagram stories. I think it's on Facebook too. Um, and that is, that is it. Uh, XOXO, have a great and courageous week. Sweet friends, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.